0: Hello there, and welcome to the How to Market Your Horse Business podcast. I'm so glad you're here. My name is Denise Alvarez, and I get to host you here every week, providing practical, actionable tips and insights to help you market your horse business. So just in case we're new friends, I always like to do a very quick introduction before we get into the meat of our episode, which today is going to be all about writing press releases. And please know, No matter your niche, discipline, whatever, if you have a horse business, knowing how to write a good press release is going to be a good skill. So stay tuned for that. All right. But first, just a little bit about myself and my business and why I'm even here sharing these things with you. So I have a business called Storm Lily Marketing, and through that I get to help horse business owners like you. Turn Your Website Visitors into Your Customers. I do that through coaching, through website design and content, as well as email marketing strategy and my monthly membership, Social Stride. I do each of these things so that you can be out doing what you love, so you can be out working with your horses and focusing on serving your clients well. And I get that marketing is not everyone's favorite, or you may even enjoy it, but you just need someone to go out and do the homework for you so that you can be told what to do. I know some people just want to be told what to do. So here on the podcast, I will regularly provide you with step-by-step strategies and basic how-tos so that you can see what's possible when you market your horse business and so I can help you to make that happen. So, today, as I said, we're going to talk about how to market your horse business as it relates to writing a press release that isn't just your standard, but that actually is going to get noticed. And I have invited a new friend onto the podcast to share with you about that. So, the reason I even came up with this idea is because of a press release that Megan wrote. And she'll share more about that as you hear from her in just a little bit. But Megan writes press releases on the regular. She's been doing it for years as a communication specialist and as a freelancer and working with a variety of organizations and breed disciplines and publications. And so she knows what it takes to write a press release that's going to help you to get noticed, which is why you want to do it. So whether you are sending an announcement, perhaps about an event that you have coming up at your at your facility, an event at your event, right, an event that you have at your facility. So you might want to have the local newspaper come out and cover that, right? well, a press release is a great way to make that happen. Or perhaps you want to have the local news station come out, then again, press releases are a great way to get that information into their hands. And so as you will hear Megan share about there are definitely some things that every great press release should include. It is also totally okay to go Google a template. And I'll actually provide a link for you in the show notes at stormlily.com slash 56. For a super simple Press release template. All right. But the point is, I don't want you to be afraid of them. I want you to be empowered to go out and write one. Okay. So before we get too far along in that, let me introduce you to Megan Arsman. So let's get into the interview. Enjoy. Hey, Megan. Thank you so much for joining me here. I so appreciate you making time to share your expertise with my listeners. Hey, not a problem, Denise. Thank you so much for inviting me. It's truly my honor. I'm so excited because I know that you have such great info to share. But before we get to that, I always love to give my guests an opportunity to introduce yourself for yourself. So, of course, I shared just a bit about you before we jumped into the interview. But would you please share a little bit about your background and how did you land where you are now? where you are doing freelance (laughs) writing, editing, blogging and social media for the equine industry.
1: Okay. Um, well, I um, it's kind of long and uh, arduous path that I took, but um, I graduated from Murray State with a degree in journalism and a minor in equine science. And with my whole goal from like my freshman year, I was going to write for an equine publication. Um, and so I uh, graduated from there after uh, competing on the equestrian and the rodeo teams. And working for the yearbook. And um, I did a media and marketing relation, media relations internship at Hoosier park, um, which was uh, the only racetrack at the time in Indiana um, during their thoroughbred meet. I always grew, I grew up just a fan of thoroughbred racing and horse racing um, grew up in horses, you know, showed horses and everything. And so I did that. And then I had an internship with AQHA. Um, two of the best decisions I ever made was um, was doing those two internships and and all. And then I just kind of, I, I I just kind of grew um, grew from there. I had started freelancing right out of college um, with Quarter Horse News and starting to do event coverage with them. Um, it, it it was one of those it's not exactly what you know, but who you know type of situations, and that kind of got me on the path of freelancing. Um, and yeah, I've just been, I've been doing it since I've, I've, uh, I've worked within publications. I've worked for the horse, your guide equine healthcare. I've worked for th- NRHA Rayner, Um, of course I've, I've worked for, um, publications team. And, um, so I have a really good insight to what it takes, you know, what the editors are looking for and what happens within, um, you know, a publication team. And then I've been freelancing since I graduated, which was 16 years ago. Um, it feels, it doesn't feel that long. Um, But apparently it is. (laughs) I I I totally get that. (laughs) (laughs) But uh yeah, I mean it's just I you know, I've just I've done a plethora of things and I think one of the one of my best tips I always tell somebody when they're if they're interested in this industry is to, you know, be like a quarter horse and be versatile. I've I've been a photo editor. I've been a newsletter editor. I've been a web producer. I've had to teach myself, you know, how to help, you know, keep a, the backside of a website going, um, you know, writing for publications. Um, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm now, um, I spent, um, almost four years with the Indiana horse racing commission, um, doing media and marketing relations with them. And that's where I did, it, it was a really big crash course in press release writing and especially, you know, real specific press releases, um, and working with the state and state government kind of stuff. And so that's kind of where I, I, um, hone more of my press release writing skills and that, and, um, now I work for, um, tough one, which, um, JT enterprise, uh, JT International which it owns and uh, produces tough one blankets um grooming equipment tack, everything they're based here in Indianapolis and um I do the social media and digital um marketing um managing for th- for them it was a new position that was created this um first part of this year and um I still freelance I write for numerous different publications like um NRA Rainer um, Blood Horse, Blood Horse Daily. Um, And uh, I I write for a local local publication company called Town Post that does a lot of monthly local magazines around in central Indiana. So that's been a lot of fun. And I've just been, you know, doing marketing relations and media relations for other entities and. Um, farm racing farms here in Indiana and, and all, and it's, it's just been a lot of fun. And I, it, I, I, I get bored very easily. So doing the multitude of things that I do helps me not be so bored. Yeah, that makes <laughs> sense. Well,
0: and it sounds like you're passionate about it either way, whatever you're doing, whatever arrow you're, you're shooting, you're, you're really all in. So what you mentioned about press releases is why I had invited you specifically onto the podcast, because recently you wrote a press release and I get a lot of those in my inbox, which I know that you do as well as a member mm-hmm. of the American horse publications, but yours made me actually stop and read it. And when I did, I thought, okay, that's a skill. That's a skill that needs to be talked about for our horse business owners that I get to serve because well, they might not think that they should be writing press releases because they're not doing these large publications, um, that's actually not the case. There's a huge opportunity for you to send a really great press release to your local paper, or maybe it is a magazine or a TV station, or maybe you serve on the board or the council for your saddle club or 4-H. Mm-hmm. All of those are areas where knowing how to write a really great press release
1: can be valuable, right? Right. Definitely. Definitely. It's kind of, you know, it's, I like to say, you know, with press releases, I, I, you know, having my experience in the, in, you know, content curation and everything, you know, editors anymore, they're looking for content. And if it's free, they'll take it. And if it's something, you know, that they think will fit really well, they'll take it. And that's what the best thing about press releases are. Um, I kind I, I I chuckle a little bit when you about the press release, because it was about me. And um, I, I always, mm-hmm. you know, I, I don't like writing about myself. I don't like talking about myself. And it was one of those things that I've always, you know, people always press. They're like, you know, you that's part of the, one of the perks of being a member of AHP is you get to send out press releases to, you know, two to three, depending on your membership level to, you know, thousands of eyes mm-hmm. that can, it can go, you can, it can get even bigger. And it was just one of those things I was like, you know, I think I'll go ahead and I'll try it. You know, I'll just send this out. I, I had a remarkable um, AHP seminar and uh, media awards uh, dinner winning two winning two awards and you know accomplishing a goal that was very special to me and I was just like you know I I don't toot my horn often but I'm going to do it this one time so um, when I started writing press releases I was really nervous about it because I am you know I'm a feature writer I'm a profile writer I'm not you know I'm I'm a news writer to the point of writing mostly event type news. Um, So press releases, they're supposed to be more concise. They're supposed to be, you know, one of the golden rules that you read when you look at writing press releases is to keep it short and sweet. And, you know, you know, one page is best, you know, no more than two pages um, and all, which is, which is totally understandable depending on your niche, depending on the industry that you're that you're writing the press release for, but I think there's times that you can kind of add a little bit more to it. Um, I know when I first started writing press releases for the commission, I would send it to a friend of mine that was in marketing and in media stuff. And I'd be like, Hey, what do you think about this? And he's like, this is still so like feature-ish you need to, you know, you need to go back to your news writing roots and your, and, uh, you know, the, the, um, upside down pyramid of news at the top and all the information needs to be at the top. And, and so I I would do that. Um, but I always kind of felt that they were still kind of boring and there was still so much information to put in there. Um, but the it is a real, that is a really big key because like, like you said, you know, if, if somebody gets a lot of press releases in their inbox every single day, you know, I might sit there and scan the headline. I might open it up and just kind of, you know, read a little bit, but if it's not really anything that pertains to me, then I'm not going to read more. I'm not going to go deeper into the press release, no matter, you know, what it is. So, to me, I think one of the very most important aspects of writing a press release is knowing who your audience is and who, where you're going to send this to. Um, I I tell a lot of my clients um, when I I've spoken at um, I've spoken at some some seminars and stuff on marketing. Um, you know, for horse racing, and and all. I've, I've spoken at the AQ, at the AQHA racing summit um, about marketing. And it's like, you know, you need to get your stuff out there. And whether, you know, are you are you writing to, to introduce your farm? And, you know, maybe the fact that maybe your jobs, maybe you're searching for new employees, or, you know, you're looking to expand and buy more land or something? Are you are you looking to write to to you know introduce yourself to your local community are you looking to you know or are you looking to be more nationally recognized then you kind of have to look at your look at you, your direction there um, you know if it, if it's a local thing then you really want to aim your press release more local talk about we have been part of this community for 25 plus years you know we have you know you know we have employed this many you know high school students or or whatever it is you know you want to be more you want to be more focused on that whereas if it's national you know you say you know we've been breeding racehorses you know that have competed on paramutual level you know regionally or nationally for the past 20 years and we've you know our earnings our earnings record is this blah blah blah. So. Um, it's it's definitely the one of the biggest things is it's like know your audience and know first of all who you want why you want to send this press release and um you know where you know who who you want to read it and everything and then um um you know I, i i guess like the golden rules period for any press release if you look it up you know you talk you know they say you know make sure that you you know Don't forget a release date, which I always kind of forget about that. But, you know, especially if it's, if you're advertising an event, you need to put that there and you need to put that towards the very beginning. You know, Mm -hmm. if you're advertising a a fundraiser or, you know, her show or seminar or something like that, you got to put it in there in the first couple of paragraphs and make sure that it's, you know, dead center and all, even if you say, even if you include it in the headline, Um, you know, and you want, you want to make sure that, you put all your key facts in the, in the front, kind of like why this is important, why you're sending out this, this press release. Um, and then definitely quotes. And it sounds, you know, it's, it's funny, especially if you're writing the press release and you're the farm owner or you're the trainer or you're the, you know, you're the stallion manager, you're writing these quotes. You're putting your own quote in there. Cause you feel silly. You feel very silly, but so break that down. Do... Let's get
0: super tactical when you're saying include quotes. For the person that's listening who's saying, mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, I I get this. I'm gonna host an open house in the spring. So I want to write a really good press release. And you're saying, um, okay, A, put the most important information in there, put the dates mm-hmm. in there, um, mm-hmm. know who it is you're sending it to, but you're saying include quotes. So Break that down super tactically. How do they know what kind of quote to include? And I'll even just be even more like super simple for my, for listeners. And you're going, what is she talking about? It's literally like when you're reading a newspaper article and it says, you know, we're so excited to be able to offer this event to the community says Alvarez. Right. So I'm, that would be me, me saying that. So it's writing a quote from yourself as you. So can you give some super um, tactical ideas or ways that they would know like, okay, what in the world am I even supposed to put in a quote from myself?
1: Yeah. So I, you know, for, for example, we did, um, a group that I work with the India thoroughbred Alliance. You know, we hosted a, a series of webinars and, um, you know, I, I, would put a quote in there and, you know, saying, you know, the Indiana Thoroughbred Alliance feels that this is really important for us to offer this brood mare nutrition webinar to help our, help not only Indiana breeders learn how to help their mares, um, how to help their mares, you know, be healthier through nutrition, but hopefully to help increase educate other breeders of other of other breeds in order to help brood mares feel um you know be satiated and to help have a healthy foal um you know it's kind of it's your your quotes are usually especially if you're making them yourself ab- from yourself you want them to be supportive you want to be like this is why we're having this fundraiser. This is why I'm having this open house. I'm I'm so excited to welcome the community to to Frontier Stables because I want to share what we do with our community because we are we know our community is very important to us. You know, you want it's it's more of an emphasis more of a way to emphasize the importance of the event and emphasize why somebody should come to your event.
0: Okay, that's, that's one of the main, helpful. that's one
1: of the main, main quotes that I would say would be important to include in a, in a, in a press release.
0: Okay, awesome. That's super helpful. Sorry, I, I interrupted your flow there, but I no, wanted you to did. really great, break that one down. So go ahead. What else do you have for us?
1: Um, you know, in headlines, I, I, <laughs> if you talk to any editor that I've worked for, for years, I'm always like, they know. I can either have some really good, really good zinger headlines, or there are times that I send them in in the headline. I'm like, dude, I'm sorry. I have (laughs) no creative juices. Feel free to butcher this and rehash it however you want. Um, So, but it's, it's important, it's important to have, especially for a press release to have like that subject line, you're gonna when you send out a press release anymore, you send it in an email, and, you know, your subject line for your email is going to be your head, quote, unquote, your headline of your press release. So you want it to be just like a news article, just like a book title, you want it to be something that if somebody reads it, you know, they'll like, Oh, okay, like, You know, when I, when I sent the press release out through my last press release out through HP, you know, I was trying to think of how in the world, what do you put here? Like, you know, woohoo, I'm awesome. I was like, I can't put that. And I, you know, I just sat there and I thought about it for a minute and it was the last thing that I write. I always, my headline is usually like, I'll write something as, as I get started. And then I come back and I probably totally redo it. Um, and all because I let this I let the story, you know, fill everything out for me. And so when I got done, I just like reread it. And I was I I reflected back to, you know, I had a, as many people did, I had a very tumultuous uh, 2020. And to have to have won those two um, awards at HP award, media awards was, it was amazing. And I you know and the only word that i could think of was that i was grateful i was very gracious in the fact that i was able to still through everything that happened last year i was able to continue still doing what i love that my editors still you know worked with me and you know still would give me you know great ideas or help me massage these and so i was so that's why i had come up with the headline of arsman gracious for two awards at hp Equine Media Awards because I was I was gracious and I I feel like I I feel like putting that there kind of made people be like oh okay you know instead of just saying um you know Arsman wins two awards at Equine Media well yeah if you were in Fort Worth that night you knew that Mm -hmm. right (laughs) you know so I kind of I wanted to kind of expand on that and you know to me it was a press release to think my editors, the ones that as a freelancer that hired me to write those two articles and, mm-hmm. and, and all. And I, I, that's how I kind of hoped the press release came out that I was thinking, and I was very grateful that, you know, not, you know, not that I have two plaques to hang up on my wall, but that I was given that cho- that chance to do it. And so that's why with the headline is, that's why it was so important to me. And it came out, you know, with that, I was gracious to win it.
0: Yeah, no, that makes great sense. So the other thing I would say when it comes to headlines, and you totally correct me if I'm wrong, but especially for those who are listening, who are going to be sending it maybe to their their local newspaper or something like Mm -hmm. that, um, oftentimes the headline ends up being the headline that they use. You know what I mean? Like what you said earlier about editors are looking for content that they don't have to create. That's Mm -hmm. something that when I first started writing press releases, when I worked for a nonprofit. Um, I did not necessarily realize until I wrote one. And then they literally copied and pasted my entire (laughs) press release. They didn't do anything. And I was like, okay, this is how this works. So kind of going back to the beginning, just of like the, why you write a press release, it's yes to bring attention to what you're doing, but Uh yeah, you're going to write it in such a way that the editor could take that and literally copy and paste it. So that headline it does need to be attention grabbing because that could very well be the headline that you see online when they post that as an article or when they read it as a news story or whatever the case may be. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So those, those
1: headlines really do matter. Yes, definitely. And, you know, and that kind of touches upon one of my other notes of like edit, edit, edit. And if you're not a very good, I mean, you know, Not everybody is a good writer. Not everybody is good at grammar a lot of times and totally understandable. Like if this, you know, if you're like, dude, you know, I'm, I'm a horse trainer. I, you know, this is what I focus on. Totally understandable. Have somebody read your piece before you send it out. Because number one, if it's clean of any grammatical or spelling errors, it's going to look a lot nicer to an editor to want to pick up. Because then, like we've said, it's less work for them and it's free. And B, if it's depending on, you know, the editor, they may just be so like, oh, my gosh, I, I need something. And oh, hey, this press release just came up and it sounds like it's OK. Copy, paste, put it on there. Boom, wham, bam. Thank you, ma'am. I'm done. I can clock out now. If you have all if you have grammatical errors or spelling errors, it does not look good on you for anything. Well, no matter what it is, if it's a press release. If it's a fundraising letter, if it's whatever, you know, if it's a Facebook post, it, it doesn't, it doesn't shine a positive light on you if there are glaring grammatical or spelling errors. And so, you know, you know, edit, edit, you know, have somebody read it with fresh eyes, you know, tr- you know have your microsoft word go through spell check and everything which you know but mind you it doesn't understand horse speak a lot of times right <laughs> <laughs> so but yeah um that's definitely that's definitely really key right there is to make sure that you're that you're editing editing them um but um yeah i think and like one of the things for me and i think especially for our um for our niche because it's so it, it it's so small and it's special. That's why we call it a niche. Um, You know, I I think it's okay to kind of get away from the typical press release rules of, you know, answering the who, what, when, where, why in the first two paragraphs and, you know, keep it real short and sweet and just the basics. You know, I think for, uh, that's good for those fortune 500 companies that if they're announcing their third quarter earnings and they're just putting it out there in a press release, that's all anybody wants. So they can put it in their finances section of the newspaper. But if you're trying to get participation or, you know, trying to increase awareness of something that you're doing, you know, you kind of want to expand a little bit and you, it's okay to kind of make it be a little featureish and and all., um, but it's also okay to not include all this background or educational information in within that within that press release. I mean, if anybody ever sees like a regular press release, you'll see the um, body of the press release then you'll see the typical either dash 30 dash or three pound signs or hashtags. Now, you know, now that they're called mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Um, and then you'll see like a small in small type, you'll see about, so such and such, you know, about MA communications or about Megan Arsman. And then that's where you put your basics real quick. That's where you say, you know, Megan Arsman's been in the equine publication industry for six for 15 plus years after graduating from Murray State University. Um, you know, she's, you know, a a resident of central Indiana and has written for multiple publications, including the NRHA Rainer, AQHA journal, horse and rider, um, quarter horse news, blah, blah, blah. Um, you know, that's where you kind of put your little bit of background information. So if somebody does have a question, if they're reading through it, they're like, Oh, okay. So frontier stables was incorporated in, Sheridan, Indiana in, you know, 1974 by Hank and Michelle Arsman and, you know, they, you know, their daughters show quarter horses and, and, uh, you know, it's home to um, 2014 or 2004, you know, Palomino world champion skips too tough two, blah, blah, blah. You know, that's where you would put a lot of that background information. And then of course, you know, press releases have, you put your contact information in there. So if they have questions, though, they can contact you for any background if they if they think they need it. Um, so like I I always say you know it's okay to get a little descriptive and a little feature-ish within your press release, but you don't have to include every little detail. You don't have to include your background information. Let them ask for it or let them search for it.
0: Yeah. Okay. That's super good. And for listeners that are going, okay, I'm not super sure what she's talking about, because I have, <laughs> you know, like, because you're, I'm familiar with the format and you're familiar uh-huh. with the format, but I know a lot of horse business owners may yeah. not be totally just go Google press release template and you will see a super simple breakdown of exactly uh-huh. what Megan is sharing about here. So it'll make, it'll make visual sense. And I'll make sure I link to something for you in the show notes too, to make it simple. Um, okay. Do you have anything else for us? I have a question for you, but before I do that, I want to make sure you've co- gotten to cover all your bases.
1: Yeah, I think the number one thing is include a photo, like include a photo, because there have been times like if I've sent out a press release for the Horse Racing Commission about New Thoroughbred Breed Development Program, you know, I've gotten editors come back to me and going, do you have a photo we can include in this? Because we want to have a photo, especially if they're putting it on their website, they put a photo because that helps with SEO, search engine optimization, which is only going to help you increase the awareness of your your business or your, or your, um, efforts because photos help with SEO. And so including a photo, when you do your press release is really important. If you're in a case where such as us with AHP, um, you can't include, when you send a press release out to be, um, distributed through the AHP listserv, you can't include a photo, um, it, it's a little frustrating for me at and, and all. Um, <laughs> I understand why Chris and I talk about it a lot. I understand why that is, but it's, it's always been a little frustration of mine, but you do put it there and include, you know, some, some businesses will include like a link to their Dropbox be like, you know, for photos download here. Um, or you can just put under there, you know, photos, you know, photos available upon request. And you would put that at the bottom of your, of your press release when, when you're done with, with all of that, you can just put there in italics photos available upon request and make sure you have photos for whatever it is you're sending, even if it's just a photo of you Um, you know, even if it's just a photo of you with your business in the background or you writing, or, you know, even just like your, uh, photo of the farm, if you're talking about something, you know, to raise awareness about, of your farm, you know, make sure, you know, include a photo, make sure that it's a nicely done photo. It's not something hastily done on your phone. Um, you know, invest in having a simple little photo shoot, uh, just to have some stock on hand, um, and all but you know include a photo and include a cut line or a caption for that photo so they can be like oh okay great they include a photo and I don't even have to write a cut line this is amazing and that's going to make people want to send it out more um and and use it more um but yeah photos are definitely that's that's really important um I had something else that I was thinking but it's totally just (laughs) <laughs> skipped my, skipped my mind that I felt what I felt was kind of important. Um but, Oh, I remember what it is. Um, if you're sending out press releases through the email, um, one of the, the first, the first mistakes I always made was I made them into a PDF. And then I sent them as an attachment to the email in my email saying, you know, please read the attached press release. Nobody's going to do that. Mm, you're adding extra steps to an editor's already busy schedule they're not going to do it copy your press you know write it in word save it as a word document if you want to save it as a pdf so that you have so you know you can put it on your website or you can send it as an attachment later feel free but copy it paste it all in your email you don't have to include any like introductory uh, below is a press release. They're going to know it when they open your email, you know, you would put in your subject line, you know, usually you see in the subject line, all caps release colon. And then you would see your headline that would be in the subject of your email. And then inside the body of your email, you would paste it. And if, I mean, if you have a signature to your email, that's great. Just make sure it's at the bottom and it's not like at the top above it or anything. If you have, you know, when I send out, um, when I send out a press release for uh, Michael Lauer racing stables, or um, I I work with the Minnesota um, racehorse engagement project, you know, I will, I'll include the email and the body. I'll include the press release in the body of my email. And then with the little about um, you know, in small letters and if there's you know photo attached, blah, blah, blah. And then I put some white space between the press release, the end of the text of the press release, and then I'll put my signature. And a lot of times just because it's because of what I do, I will put, you know, uh, you know, I'll put in my signature, you know, Megan Arsman, you know, sent on behalf of Indiana Thoroughbred Alliance uh, sent on behalf of Michael Lauer Racing Stables, and then I'll have my contact information below, just because I'm the one to come to to contact if they have questions, and that's in my email signature and as well as it's already included at the top of my press release. Again, if you Google, you know, full disclosure, my first press releases I wrote, I googled the press release template on on there. See, and exactly. the so I mean, <laughs> anybody, everybody does it. So, everybody you know, you don't it. feel it's okay. Yep. Everybody does it. Everybody knows that there's no magic recipe or anything else. It's not, you know, the Kentucky fried chicken recipe. It's, you know, it's the basic, you know, I'm going to make fried chicken for dinner recipe. So it's not, (laughs) everybody does it. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that's something, you know, distributing it out there and making sure that you get the email addresses. Don't just send it to Um, news at indiestar.com because that's going to go to about 20 different email addresses. Mm -hmm. And one writer is going to think, Oh, so-and-so's got this and they're going to ignore it. And the other so-and-so is going to think that Bobby Sue's got it. So she'll ignore it. Bobby Sue thinks that Billy got it. So Bobby Sue's going to ignore it and nobody's going to read it. So you want to make sure that you put together your list of contacts, you know, actual context like bobby sue at indystar.com um there is no bobby sue (laughs) don't start doing that everybody yeah (laughs) yeah Uh, but you know like but that's the thing like you know find out who your local news people are or your local you know magazines you know do you've got to do some research before you can send these emails out you know i always i when i send something to say pollock report um i will send it to I'll send it to um, Joe Nevels and Natalie Voss. I'll send it directly to them as well as I'll put it in their, in their editorials in case for some reason they're off. Then whomever is, you know, third in line will Mm -hmm. get it, but I want to make sure that they get it in their direct email, because I know for a fact that when I had four different emails at the commission, the one I checked on my phone all the time was my direct email. And then when I was in the office, I checked the other ones, the more general emails. So you want to make sure that you know who you're in, you know, exactly who to email it to and not just guess. Mm,
0: that's good. That's good. And you're right. It's going to take a little more work, but it'll be worth it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. OK. So I wanted to touch on one thing that um, that I noticed, particularly in your press release. And the reason I reached out is because so often we sit down to write a press release. And honestly, it happens when we sit down to write anything content wise, all of a sudden we start to talk really formally when we write. And I'm sure Mm -hmm. it's because of the way we were raised and trying to get all the things correct. Um, But instead, what you did in yours, and what I thought it caught attention is that you started with a line that was more story-esque, right? So it felt like you were telling a story more than you were just shooting out a news, you know, a quick fact sheet, and then moving on Uh to the next thing. Um, so would you expand on that idea for horse business owners? What could that look like as you're writing a press release to actually tell a story within that versus just spouting out the facts?
1: Um, yeah, uh, it, a lot of it, you know, I, I think it really depends on, um, on what you're writing, what you're writing the press release about? I mean, for this, um, I kind of wanted to explain for you know for w- what Denise is talking about. This is the um, opening paragraph. I, I I had to dig through my emails as you were talking because <laughs> I couldn't remember. <laughs> I had what it I wrote. open just in case. <laughs> but um, I say I said um, the plight of Australian ranchers and horsemen suffering through one of the worst worst years in recent record history was a story that needed to be told in the United States. When Megan Arsman saw social media posts from a college friend who was now living and training cutting horses with her husband in Australia, their struggles shocked her. Because that was why, that was my why. That's why I wrote um, I wrote the article Survival Down Under for the Quarter Horse News, because my best friend from college Um, you know, she met and married, you know, love of her life. She's always been in the cutting industry. They moved to Texas, to, um, Australia where he, where he is from. And, um, I just remember last January or January, 2020, um, my friend Kendall posting, um, posting videos from, uh, local australian news and you know for us in the united states we knew that we knew that you know australia was having wildfires and they were having droughts and everything i mean we knew i mean it was typical but for her to tell me and to see her social media posts that they were having water shipped in just to water their horses just to water their cattle just to have water for themselves. That was, that blew my mind. Like the fact that they, I just never had to worry, you know, I've never had to worry about that. I, mm-hmm. I, I live in central Indiana. I've lived, uh, you know, in other places in the country and I've never had to really experience, you know, a, a drought such as the Dust Bowl or a drought like what Australia has has suffered. Um, you know, I've never had to experience wildfires. I've never had to experience, you know, hurricanes debilitating. You know, my my city. I'm I'm very thankful for that. You know, we worry about tornadoes. We worry about snow. That's about it in Indiana and just to sit there and see that that was my why. And I wanted to share that why in the press release, because, you know, sometimes some people be like, well, that was in Australia. We don't care. This is quarter horse news. They cover, you know, us. But when I went to Kelsey Pescik about it, she was like, yes, this is newsy. We, yes, 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 yes. Write this, get this taken care of. And I, and I, you know, spoke with a couple of different Australian um, horsemen and women and you know, about, you know, what they, like one, you know, one rancher, they lost, they lost their horses and they, they lost them. And then after the fires came through, they came back and they found a couple of them. And one was, you know, one was struggling because she had, you know, burns over 90% of her body and, you know, stuff like that. And I want, I wanted to share it. And so for me, this You know, this article, this press release was just kind of sharing my why and my thank you and and all. And so, I was trying to think of a way when I wrote this press release, I wanted to really engage and make people understand and and you know why these stories were so special to me. And um, so I I I hoped that it came across that way. It sounds like it did at least for you, and I appreciate that. Um, But yeah, it 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 was. it was pretty cool. Um, you know, and that was the one I knew, that was the one that I knew was a finalist. And, um, and I knew that I didn't, I, I can't remember if I knew if it was a, what category or what, um, But I knew that one was a finalist, but I didn't know like my, that my second award that was actually my first of the night was a finalist until like, I looked at it and I was like, Oh, that's a pretty picture. That sounds familiar. And then also I was like, (laughs) Oh my God, that's me. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I think the thing about it was like, yeah,
0: you told your why, but it stood out in terms of a press release because of that. But also because it did, it felt like reading a little bit of a background story versus, you know, like versus just starting off with, you know, the fact, the fact that you won the two awards, which is great, but it doesn't really make it that exciting of a press release for people that get a bunch of those in your inbox. I mean, happy for you, of course, (laughs) but in terms of something that comes in. So I thought about it in terms of horse business owners and how my listeners, as you're writing press releases, you know, you have stories, um, a plethora of stories at your ranches and in your programs, and and I talk about it when it comes to social media. You know, like picking out that one horse and talking specifically about that story, or maybe it's a 4-H program. You're writing a press release about an upcoming event. Maybe you're going to pick one student and you're going to hone in on that one student story and the difference 4-H is making mm-hmm. in that student's life. That is going to really pique the interest not only of the editors, but then when it publishes. Of the audience that's going to read that article, wherever it might turn out to be. So exactly. that's why I wanted to pull that out because I thought I I, I love that it was sharing your why because I'm all about the why, but I also loved that it was telling a story. And I think that horse business owners, as they're writing their press releases, can do that um, as oh, to-
1: well. Totally, definitely. And like another, you know, I was looking at another example of a press release I sent out for the um, ITA, you know, the first, the first couple of lines, it says a growing race horse's nutritional needs depend not only on their mare's milk as a foal, but on the nutrition offered to supplement after weaning and as he continues to grow, the breeder and owner play a key role in the growth and development of the, of the young racehorse. you know, and just kind of, you, you kind of want to put that out there and like you said, kind of tell a little story. And, and I, I think that's kind of the unique spin that our niche is allowed to do on press releases because we're so unique and you want to try to make, you know, people think that, you know, horses are for everybody or this, you know, this is for everybody. You have to kind of show that story and show that, show that why, show, you know, show why this is important that you're, that you're sending this out. So definitely, you know, kind of putting a little storytelling spin on it, but it's important to also not make sure that you don't make that the whole press release or you don't make it yeah, like the first the, three or four, yeah, three tax. or four paragraphs, you know. <laughs> Do Uh your, do your nice little storytelling, the first, you know, paragraph or two, and then, you know, put, then that's when you hit the, you know, who, what, when, where, why, and, Mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, and make sure that, because if you start getting lost in there, they might just be like, okay, I'm not sure where this is going and I don't, you know, what's the point of this? Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. Great point. Okay. This has been so helpful. I'm so grateful. Is there any last parting advice that you'd love to share with horse business owners that are listening in about
1: writing press releases that get noticed? Um, no, just don't be afraid to do it. Just try it. Go out there. I mean, you, you are your, you are your biggest cheerleader and your, um, biggest, uh, uh, megahorn or what, you know, you're, you're your biggest outlet and you're, so, you know, even if it's a, a minute thing, um, you know don't think that is too small there's no there's no news too small and i i think it's important i i encourage i encourage so many in the industry to send press releases because it helps get awareness out there i mean even i mean there's so many we could we could do a whole another one on why you should send a press release out but <laughs> i mean yeah. you know from you know i reaching out to your local politicians so they know that, hey, you know, it's important for us to have this agritourism or whatever. So don't be afraid to be your own cheerleader and don't be afraid to put, you know, put that out there. And if you have questions, you know, don't be afraid to ask people, ask Denise, you know, you more than welcome, you know, ask me if if anything, um, you know, for, hey, do you think this is, a good enough press release and on it. And don't worry, you people will make mistakes and you start learning from them. And the first couple might be a little rough, but you'll get used to it. And especially if you have a good editor that comes back to you and says, Hey, this was a great press release. However, I added these couple of things. Or if you happen to see your press release used and you think, Oh, they changed it some, you know, don't be hurt by that. You know, they changed it to fit their audience. And maybe it has, maybe that will help you learn a little bit more about, about writing your own press release
0: you bet no that's great yeah go out and do it i love that okay megan where can everybody find you online which of course on the show notes of this episode which will be stormlily.com slash 56 for episode number 56 i will have all the links but for people that don't go to the show notes to get the links to connect with you i'd love for you to just tell them where the best place is to connect with you
1: yeah um you can connect with me on facebook um or, uh, my website is Megan Arsman communications.com. So it's, um, M E G A N A R S Z M A N and then communications, uh, dot com. And it's the same, that's the same for on Facebook as well. And, um, I'm on Instagram under MLA three, one, seven and, um, yeah, and on Twitter and everything. So, um, yeah, they can reach me, they can reach me at any of those any of those places, and I'm glad to answer any other questions or help anybody out that maybe is like uh, I'm trying this for the first time, um, but also you know, as always, you know Denise is a great resource for information as well. So I, I'm thank you very much for including me on this podcast today. Yeah. Thank you. And thanks
0: for um, inviting everybody to reach out to you that way. That's super kind. I appreciate that. Um, Awesome. I'm so excited. So like I said, um, we will include all of those links on the show notes so everybody can know where to find you. And I just really do appreciate you giving of your time today to share uh, what you've learned along the way. So thank you, Megan. Thank you, Denise. Okay. What did I tell you? Lots of practical tips and takeaways for you from Megan. I'm so grateful for her taking time to share. Now, just a few key takeaways for you that, of course, I will have on the show notes at stormlily.com slash 56. But some of the things that I definitely want you to remember is something that we always talk about, and that is knowing your audience, know exactly who it is you're writing to. And like she said, oftentimes, those press releases are going to be turned into articles. So your audience may not just be the person on the end of the email, your audience might be the person that you want to read that. Okay, so keep that in mind as well. And then of course, always include those supportive quotes, tell them the why behind what it is that you're doing behind those facts that you're doing pay super close attention to your headline. And one tip for you on that is to start just paying attention to other headlines, right? Look at email subject lines that you tend to open, look at headlines on the news on your newsfeed or online if you go to different news sites. Just pay attention to your headline and make sure that it is attention grabbing. And then of course, have somebody edit your work. And I loved the tip to include a photo along with a caption. Those are things that oftentimes we may not think about if we aren't writing press releases all the time. So that was a great expert advice for you. And of course, so much other goodness. So make sure that you head over to the show notes at stormlily.com slash 56. I'll have a list of key takeaways there for you as well as a link to a press release template to get you going, okay? And of course, links to all of Megan's social media and her website, and a link to the press release that we were talking about that she had written, okay? All right, I hope that this has taken away any qualms that you had with writing press releases, and instead, it has helped you to see the opportunity that's there for you to bring attention to your events and your programs and whatever it is that you are doing inside of your horse business, okay? Okay. Now, as always, if you have questions about anything on the podcast, or if you have ideas for future episodes or people that you would love to see interviewed on the podcast, please feel free to reach out. You can email me directly at denise at stormlily.com. You can hit my website, stormlily.com or stormlilymarketing.com. Both will get you there. And there's a contact form there. And if you're interested about any of the other things that I do, if you have a website that needs some work, or you're wanting to dive into email marketing, then please feel free to reach out. I would love to talk to you and see if we could work together. Okay, until next week, I hope that you have a wonderful day and I'll see you again soon.